Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm Billy Ambody, SMU, coming off a 37-30 win over Arkansas State on the road on Saturday night in Jonesboro, Arkansas, to kick off the season 1-0. A huge, huge win for Sonny Dykes and SMU. Um, a game that certainly went back and forth, um, I mean, right from the opening start. SMU was was down Shane Bouchelle getting the start at quarterback, throws an early interception, and right off the bat, you're down 7 0 uh, to Arkansas State. But look, uh, we're going to get into all that kind of. I want to share um, some of my thoughts on, on you know, all the, all the things that happened in the game because there were a lot of them. There's things that SMU has to correct. Um, there's some uh, things I want to react to. I mean, stuff that didn't play out. You know, like we we had we had thought at least coming off the depth chart and and things like that. So we'll kind of break all that down um, before um, you know we wrap things up and 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 move on to North Texas um, as Sonny Dykes met with the media on on Monday for his weekly media availability um, at his radio show. So I'm going to start with uh, just kind of some of the things that are coming off the depth chart that I thought we'd see a um, little little differently. Um, or that ended up a little differently than, you know, we, uh, we had imagined. Um, so starting with Shane Bouchelle, SMU started Shane Bouchelle. Um, he just eventually emerged in, in fall camp. That obviously wasn't a surprise to anybody. Um, and I asked Sonny Dykes about it on the, the AAC teleconference yesterday. And, and he just said it was a, it was a matter of just, it kind of happened naturally, like he's always kind of expected it to. And then Will Brown and Terrence Gibson took it really well, just kind of as he really emerged. Then we kind of worked down the the line and, and of the depth chart, and it was SMU, of course, you know, saying on the depth chart they were going to start Hayden Howerton back at center, but it was indeed Alana Lee, uh, like we had seen during fall camp and like the players had said. Um, so that was the, the a change. Uh, Kylan Granson obviously had a huge game. Uh, for SMU, caught um, caught a couple critical balls, had one go through his hand that would have been a touchdown, caught the two-point conversion, but finished with five catches for 63 yards on six targets. So you can tell there's some rapport there with Shane Bouchelle and Kylan Granson, who um, Sonny Dykes said on the AAC teleconference that he's just – Kylan is a phenomenal athlete, but he's also gotten a lot bigger under under Kaz. Kazadi's uh, direction in the weight room and so he's he's a little bit different in terms of how probably they would have used him let's say if SMU would have kicked off with with Kylan eligible last year when he's about 215 uh, now he's about 235 or so and uh, they can just use him a little differently with his hand in the dirt uh, but they got him open they they got him some opportunities and and he had a nice first game you know uh, at at SMU um SMU went with uh, all the veterans at wide receiver. Uh, didn't see uh, Calvin Wiggins uh, get on the field. Didn't see um, didn't see uh, Rasheed Rice get on the field. Um, but uh, Kiki Burns was, uh, you know, obviously hurt on a kickoff play where a guy just kind of launched himself into um, into uh, into him. And, and I, I even asked Sonny if, if he thought it was targeting. And um, he just said the officials came over and told him that they reviewed it and that it wasn't that wasn't the case. Um, but, yeah, Kiki Burns was the lone true freshman out of the, the trio of, of, of true freshmen to play. 
Um, and Ulysses Bentley also saw some time. Um, but other than that, offensively, it was kind of what I expected for the most part. Um, SMU also went with Kobe Bryant at right guard, or excuse me, at right tackle, and Kadarius Smith at right guard, and um, only gave up a sack. And a lot of people will put this on the quarterback, which Sonny did, and 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 you and I do as well. Like Shane got rid of the ball in 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 a quick amount of time when he needed to. There are certain times where he threw the ball away. He was trying to throw the ball away when Myron Calliard uh, had to go break that one up uh, and, and he kind of ended up getting nicked up but um, and his, Shane's arm got hit. But that, that is what uh, uh, having a veteran quarterback that knows where to go with the ball, that, is, that, that has a quick release, can do in terms of stopping a sack from happening. So Shane feels pressure, throws the ball away. And that was something that SMU hadn't had really um, – you know, in the last few years, uh, just kind of either holding the ball too long or plays developing, things like that. And the offensive line has to give them more time. But for the most part, SMU really shielded, I think, some deficiencies along the offensive line pretty well. But anytime you only give up one sack, and I think they only had, uh, they didn't have that many tackles for loss. Uh, yeah, Arkansas State only had five tackles for loss. So really, guys, the offensive line played pretty well when you go back and kind of look at what it ended up being um, in terms of statistics. Um, there were there was some runs that didn't go for gains. I thought they along the interior they they struggled to run the football um, uh, and had more success on the edge. And a lot of that was due to Cayman Freeman and, and Xavier Jones putting their foot in the ground and getting upfield. Um, both I thought in a on a game in a game where Arkansas State was playing real hard. They're a strong defensive team. Um, they really uh, gutted it out for for every yard they can get. And and Xavier Jones was excellent around the goal line, uh, being able to spin off tackles and and make a play. And Cayman Freeman averaged almost four yards a carry. And you know the, the thing with him is is he ended up with eighty six yards rushing and lost eight on a play. So he he gained ninety four um, total yards. And had a at at about eight yards of of, of loss. So uh, he had a really good day, I thought. Um, and they've been looking for that from him. They need that tough running, and he provided that. He really did. He finished some runs. Um, but like like I said, I mean, both of those guys kind of gutted it out as as it was tough sledding out there. On the defensive side of the ball, um, SMU was dealt a pretty bad hand when Trevor Denbo was ejected for that hit early on, um, and Arkansas State was as well. Kirk Merritt got hurt. Didn't end up playing in the game. He's their best receiver. But, um, you know, from there, it, it was uh, Rodney Clemens, Chevin Callaway, and Chase Cromartie that that manned the safety spots. And I thought they played fairly well. There's going to be stuff for both of those guys, all, all of those guys to clean up. Um, and But, you know, I think you saw just kind of the impact Callaway could have. He kind of emerged a little bit later in the game. Uh, he had five tackles, including a, a half tackle for loss. Um, so he had a good impact there, uh, during his time. And then, um, Cromartie had two tackles, um, and two pass, sorry, uh, uh Turner Cox had two pass breakups, um, or two QB hurries. I was looking across the depth chart or the, uh, stat sheet there, but no, Chase Cromartie, uh, getting his feet wet in action. I think he's only going to get better. Uh, he won't, he, you know, we'll be back to being a backup role this year with, or this year with, uh, uh, Denbo back for the, 
North Texas game, but um, I think those two safety, those that trio of safeties is going to be good uh, for SMU this year with Denbo and Callaway and and uh, Clemens back there. I think they're going to have a strong uh, strong season. Um, corner, I, I think for a game like this, and Sonny kind of said it too, when you have talented receivers like they have, sometimes it's just a matter of just getting getting your hand on a ball, just c- trying to contest it. And I thought a couple times they were in good position. I thought the Armani Johnson pass interference call was pretty questionable. And then the touchdown pass um, from Bonner uh, to Bayless, uh, the 29-yard one, uh, SMU had great coverage on it, and then he just made a play. And that was the one that, you, you know, A uh, State went up 23-16. You're kind of looking at it. It's halfway through the third quarter, and you're saying, well, okay, got check time. Past SMU teams haven't done this. Like I said, going into this one, this team's different. Um, they have, It starts with Shane Bouchelle. I really believe that. They've got also just a ton of veterans, guys that have been around. <laughs> I mean, if they've seen some ish out there i mean the, the the group of the group of guys that are you know leading this team this year have, have really been through it all um and so i just don't think stuff's gonna phase them i mean they they they're, they're ready to play and they showed it um cj sanders what, is, what does he do takes it to the house um the next play now you miss the pat and so there you go again is SMU gonna be able to rebound they're down a point what do they do Xavier Jones, uh, they take a nine-play, 51-yard drive. Um, Xavier Jones caps it with a one-yard touchdown run to take the lead, and then you get the the uh, two-point conversion catch with Colin Granson. SMU you know, didn't really look back. I mean, A-State got an opportunity there at the end and and certainly probably, I think, finished the game uh, a little stronger than probably Sonny Dykes would have liked, uh, liked to see. He probably would have liked to see SMU – obviously run out the clock when they got the ball back after that A-State uh, touchdown to make it 37-30. But the defense stepped up, and um, that was the end of the game, and SMU won. So uh, I thought overall SMU played fairly well for the start they had. I mean, it was – I mean, what a tough start, right? 9-3 by the by, just by, by a minute into the second quarter, um, and SMU had had a safety and an interception that had, had gone uh, you know, A-State's way. And that was really the difference. And um, when we talked about keys of the game beforehand, what was what was the keys? And it, it was it was a turnover battle. And SMU won that um, on the road, uh, three to one um, on the turnovers. So um, you know, look, I mean that that's what good teams do. They play for the most part clean football, and they're able to to come away with with. Um, with a win on the road against a tough team that's been to eight straight bowl games. So with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back and share some interesting stats from the game for you guys. And then uh, we'll kind of look ahead a little bit in terms of who needs to improve, kind of a stock up, stock down type of uh, showing. Um, But we'll get into that right after this quick break on the Pony Stampede podcast. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to hit that subscribe, rate, and review button for us. Uh, appreciate you guys listening on uh, this Tuesday. Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend um, as uh, we continue to break down SMU's win over Arkansas State. Um, I want to share a few uh, key stats with you guys that, that really stood out to me, and then we'll get into uh, what we're going to do kind of on these um, Monday, Tuesday type podcasts is, is break down 
um, some stock up, stock down from the game. All right, here's the biggest one for me. Uh, SMU has had at least one takeaway in 12 straight games. They've had 25 total over that stretch. Uh, and on the night, they've had, they had uh, three takeaways, an interception, two fumbles. And SMU's had multiple takeaways in eight of those 12 straight games with a takeaway. So this is the biggest difference for SMU under Kevin Kane is creating havoc, creating turnovers. Um, there was a lot more pressure on Logan Bonner than I think people realized. It was um, it was a game where I think SMU got a little um, little out of whack, a little uh, undisciplined in terms of their rush lanes. I think SMU would tell you that too. I think Kevin Kane and, and Randall Joyner would say that as well um, because they had him at times. They really had him, and then he just kind of would put a move on him, and then and then he'd get outside of him. So uh, SMU ends up with five her- quarterback hurries on the on the day and two sacks. Um, and by the way, one of those two sacks, the, they couldn't have come on on more critical critical times. Uh, you had the end of the first half where Rich Phillips is on the radio joking about, here we go, TCU again. Uh, and and Richard McBride, the Auburn transfer, comes up with his first career sack. Uh, so out of all the football he's played, first career sack. So he made an impact right away for SMU. And then Delonte Scott gets, gets the game ceiling sack. Um, and he ends up with four tackles for loss and a forced fumble to go with his five total tackles. Um, really impressive game for Delonte Scott. I'm kind of surprised he didn't get a little bit of recognition from the conference for that. Um, just looking at that stat line, that's pretty impressive there. Um, and then uh, in terms of other stats, uh, SMU ran 94 offensive plays. Um, and it's the third time in the past five games SMU's hit the 500 total yards mark. So there's certainly some confidence growing on this team as you look at the back half of the year. Um, offensively, they're moving the football. And then the best thing about um, Saturday night, probably, that the coaches love to see is uh, 35, 35 minutes, 14 seconds, time of possession. Uh, SMU's high in 2018 was 34 minutes, 13 seconds against Houston, which they won 45-31. And, I mean, just being able to control the clock, take the ball away, just on the road, I mean, that's that's as good as as good as you want it. And and the thing about it is, is SMU really struggled to convert in the red zone, uh, really to touchdowns. That's the big thing that SMU will be needing to work on uh, this week is capitalizing in the red zone. But look, the correctable mistakes, right? James Prochet, Reggie Roberson, Kyle Grants, they all drop touchdown passes. And it is what it is. That's that's kind of football. You do, I don't think that's going to become a trend. Um, I mean, Kylan bought uh, Kylan caught every single ball that went his way the rest of the night. Reggie had obviously a monster game with 11 catches for 180 receiving yards, both careers career highs. Uh, James Prochet um, was dealing with a little bit of like a a cramp foot like type thing, is what Sonny Dyke said. So he was a little bit limited in the second half, but. Um, he had his, um, I wouldn't say normal impact, but he had seven catches for 66 yards. Um, so I think he'll be ready to go in, uh, you know, in, in a few days when SMU takes on North Texas and kind of look to rebound and say, okay, all right, it's time for me to kind of take on, um, you know, take, take it's my turn. Reggie had his season opener, and now it's my, t- my turn. A uh, couple quick notes 
on uh, James. He's on, you know, the watch to break the single season or not the season single season. Well, he will be, but um, career receiving yards. He passed Emmanuel Tolbert. Uh, he now has 2,790 yards. Um, and then he passed Cortland Sutton and Jeremy Johnson on the uh, career receptions list. He now is 197. Uh, next up, it'll be a while. Um, it'll be probably, if he has some normal production, it'll be about midway through the season when he gets into that top four. Uh, Darius Johnson, Jason Wolf are, are up next for him to pass. Um, and then if he has a decent game, if, if he does the same thing against North Texas as he did yardage-wise, he'll pass Darius Johnson uh, to get into the top five all-time in receiving yards for SMU. So, um that was kind of some of the things that stood out to me. Um, talk about Shane Bouchelle for a second, though. Third career 300-yard passing game. Second highest career pa- passing yardage total, 375, and attempts uh, with 52. Um, the funny thing about that is obviously he played in the Big 12, right? <laughs> I mean, that that's, um, you know, past happy league. I, I'm kind of surprised 375 is second highest career passing yardage total. Um, but uh, pretty impressive. Nonetheless, in a first start. Will Jones, uh, the transfer uh, from junior college, ends up with his first career fumble recovery on the kick on the punt return coverage. Uh, and, and just what a what a play. Um, what a play by Judah Bell uh, to force that force that fumble. Um, and that was just uh, that was critical. I mean, it really was. And uh, they were getting set up with a great field position, too. So. Um, congrats to Will Jones making an impact in his first game as well. Uh, Terrence Newman, his obviously first career interception. That's always fun when the big guys, uh, get an interception. Um, and then Armani Johnson, I think I touched on him earlier, but look, he had a team high, uh, uh, led the team with eight tackles, uh, and had a tackle for loss career high for him in his first start. I do and people say, okay, well, he got abused all night. I don't. He he had his fair share of issues. I think um, the pass interference call was not pass interference. I'm sorry. Very light contact. Played it well. Um, didn't affect the receiver. Um, and so, but he gets flagged for it. Um, but and people say this is the best we can roll out. People raved to me about Armani Johnson the way he played against you know James Prochet and Reggie Roberson all fall camp. So. We'll see how he kind of goes. Um, this week is going to be a totally different story for him. Uh, I, do, I mean, I just don't think the receivers of North Texas are as good as the ones that Arkansas State rolled out there. So uh, maybe he'll get kind of a break this this week and be able to kind of settle in on a little, settle in a little bit more. So um, the kicking game obviously is going to need to be uh, looked at in terms of snapping the football. I'm sure they're working on that. Uh, <laughs> About as much as they can at this point with what they have but yeah I'm sure that was really really disappointing for for SMU to have that type of performance from the long snapper and in, in the holding situation um, cost them you know points and and certainly if you get that field goal that they missed um, in the game that they, they uh, you know win comfortably they're up two they're up two scores at the end and and really the game is out of out of reach for Arkansas State so um Finally, all right, stock up, stock down kind of quickly here. Stock up uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Shane Bouchel, uh, outside of the interception and, and the safety. I mean, what a start for him. Uh, completed eight of his last nine passes for SMU, and that really helped cap the game. I mean, it did. 
Uh, so stock up Shane Bouchelle in his first start. Um, stock up Kylan Granson outside of uh, outside of the uh, the drop touchdown pass. I mean, just was an impact like we really haven't seen um, from a tight end in a long time at SMU. So congrats to Kylan Granson. Uh, stock up Reggie Roberson. Uh, what a game, uh, obviously for him. Uh, I'm sure he's kicking himself for not being able to get into the uh, into the end zone there, but um, great game nonetheless for him. Um, Trying to think, I'll go stock down a little bit. James Prochet, you kind of hate to see him get nicked up like that early on, um, but you know he'll be fine. I mean, not really a stock down, just more of like a all right, here we go. Um, you've got to you've got to step up now. Um, Defensive side of the ball, stock up. Um, I would say um, stock up. I would say Delonte Scott. I mean, what a again, what a what a performance from him. He was able to, um, you know, set the tone. I think at times he's kind of forgotten in the grand scheme of things because you know SMU has some some guys that are younger and certainly have probably a little bit more upside than than he does. But um, he came out and proved it with with four tackles for loss and a key sack. So again, uh, impressive showing by him. Uh, stock up also, um, Brandon Stevens. I, I thought for um, getting his first career start at corner and still learning it. I mean, I, I just thought he played really well and and was able to to do some things that you know impacted the game in a positive way. And so I think he's going to be able to build off of that and uh, you know see where it goes from there. Um, That's kind of really all all I've got on that. I mean, Delano Robinson had a great game as well. Pat Nelson uh, had six tackles as well. Um, so I thought overall those guys played really well. Uh, it, and stock down kind of, but hear me out. Defensive tackles, uh, Sonny Dykes just said it wasn't really a defensive tackle game. They, and, and the stats kind of reflect that. Zach Abercrombie, one tackle. Demerick Gary, one tackle. Um Harrison Loveless, two, two tackles. He had a good game, um, but both were assisted tackles. Um, Terrence Newman obviously had the interception. But, yeah, they were in a lot of, like, three-man fronts with, with kind of, you know, defensive end in there or, or mixing it up in terms of getting pressures and things like that. So, um, Sonny Dykes is right. It wasn't a defensive tackle game. I don't necessarily think this week will be one either. Uh, but, you know, I, I think in terms of getting a push from the interior – that's something you'd like to see a little bit more of uh, from those guys. I don't think any defensive tackles uh, had any pressures. Um, no, they didn't. So um, Turner Cox also had a nice game stock up, two tackles, two quarterback pressures as well. That was an example of, you know, just going to have to be a little bit more disciplined on the on the uh, rush lanes and not let them get outside. That was, a, um, I, I think, specifically the end of the half was one I remember where he had them and then Bonner made a move and he got outside. Um, Richard McBride cleaned it up for the sack, but but still. So um, stock up C.J. Sanders on special teams with his kickoff return for a touchdown and then uh, stock down uh, snappers and, and holders. Uh, just a total mess out there on uh, Saturday night. So um, with that, guys, we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Plenty more coming to Pony Stampede as we turn our attention to North Texas. Um, Sonny Dykes met with the media last night. Rodney Clemens met with the media last night. We'll have plenty more. 
from those guys uh, as the week rolls along. So hope you guys have a great week and enjoyed the pod and uh, looking forward to another uh, game on Saturday in Ford Stadium as SMU has its home opener against North Texas.